that's the sound I was waiting for. All right, y'all already know what it is. It's Panther Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Seven the Panther, aka the Carolina Hurricane, aka your baby mama's favorite rapper, aka a bunch of other shit you probably shouldn't call me to my face. Mm. And today is going to be a special, special, special conversation. If you've been listening and locked in the last few episodes, you'll remember Eternal the MC, and of course my brother K Hill, who was actually the last uh, last episode that we put out. And we will be being joined by my brother Eda Mad Assassin, my partner from Carter and Newton. Uh, but we having a roundtable discussion today about something that I think all of us have uh, experienced at some point. Uh, because we're independent artists, at some juncture, we've been referred to as backpackers or part of some backpack move. <clears throat> and Eda Mad Assassin asked me a question one day when we were having a conversation. He said, do you get insulted when somebody calls you a backpacker? So we're going to dive into it a little bit more coming from it. And we are independent artists, so our, our answers will be more pure in that regard as we haven't had major label uh, contracts or anything of that nature, um, you know what I'm saying, to deal with. Uh, so we can answer that question from the standpoint of people who actually get that, that label placed upon them from time to time. So uh, we'll go around the room real quick. I see uh, my brother, my brother Hands of Stone is officially in the building. What's going on, E? His, his audio. Can, you hear me? can you hear me? Yeah, no doubt. I was about to say his audio might not have connected. Yeah, that's what's oh, up. Okay. Good, to ha- good to have nah, you on, brother. Man, you put a million passwords on this shit. I was hoping I could just link the fuck in. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm going to 40 numbers. And man, shit. you know what I do when I ain't rapping, man? I be having a <laughs> piece of with my shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, hold on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's good, though? Everything's everything, man. So I'm going to just go around the room real quick. Uh, uh, Eternal, you was the first one. No, how you doing today, brother? Everything good? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Happy to be here, man. Talking That's hip-hop so. with some MCs, you know what I mean? Some true MCs. No doubt. I wanted to make sure there wasn't no scrubs involved in this conversation. So, you know, I make sure I got some some killers that I know. Uh, brother Hill, K, what, what are you up, doing today, man? Everything good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, man. Let's get it. Uh, let's get this popping, man. Cause uh, I, I definitely want to uh dive deep into this one. Oh, no doubt, no, no doubt. Am I, no, 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 pun, no, no pun to Eternal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, it dive deep, no <laughs> doubt. Hey, that's, that's hey. <laughs> it works. It hey, works. <laughs> that shit is fire. Hell yeah. Oh man, of course, Mr. Hands of Stone. Everything going good out there in sunny California, my brother. Yeah, man, down here on this train. I'm about to go to this block party real quick. I'm late as fuck, but, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Hey, being fashionably late is a, is an MC trademark, brother. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I mean, for some people, you know, us who have chosen, who chosen, chosen to be more professional in our movements, we don't get places <laughs> that we're supposed to be there. I feel you, no doubt. That's exactly right, how right, right. Uh, you know, That's something I had to learn over time. I thought, I, you know, when I was younger, I thought that showing up late, as a rapper, was just what you do, and then I realized, nah, it makes us all look bad when we do that. So yeah, yeah that's just not, that's just not cool. That's just not cool. It's just a black party, so it's hot as fuck. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, you were Cali, bro. So I already know it's hot. You ain't even got to tell me, man. Like shit. Um, now, now, E, remember we was having that conversation that day, and you asked me about the whole backpacker label. Yeah, yeah. So, um. I just want to, you know what I'm saying, I want to touch on that since we got some other brothers who I'm pretty sure have had that label thrust upon them at some juncture. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I guess I'll start, I start, matter of fact, E, I'll start with you um, since oh, you were the ones that started the conversation. Um, how do you feel about the title Backpacker or do you feel like it applies to you? Um, all right, so here's the thing. I don't feel no kind of way about it. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at, at this time, 
I don't give a shit how people think about stuff. So like, that doesn't bother me, even if somebody calls me that. Um, I think it does fit, you know what I mean? Like, cause at one point I, I could say I was a backpack rapper, but again, I come from being the bullshit of the backpack rapper to a nice thing. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, no so, so I still kind of look at it in that manner. Like, like the backpack didn't mean that you rap a certain way, like only for like, part. It meant you rap a certain way, but it, it didn't mean like you was like some kind of geek ass or nothing like that. It didn't necessarily mean that. It just meant, you know, I'm showing up to this show. I got a backpack on. They were telling me who's in it. And I had to come here with this backpack because I've been outside all day. No doubt. You know what I'm <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like and that's it's the same thing here now. Like even at my age, like I still have a backpack on for them to be outside all fucking day. And everything I need is gonna be in this backpack. Really no a doubt. Sweater, a sweater, a toothbrush, a, a, <laughs> a, 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 a hammer. I might have a half a sandwich in that bitch from earlier that morning. <laughs> you know? You know, that type of shit. Half a juice. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Fucking a, a blunt that got broke, like whatever. Yeah, real talk. That's real yeah. shit. So I mean, like, so if somebody, so at this juncture, I mean, I know you said earlier on, but like at this juncture, if somebody was were to refer to you like, like over time, like at this point, it really don't mean that until you, if somebody labels you that way. Nah, I don't care. I don't care. Okay, okay, I can see that. I can see. That. Okay, that now, uh, I guess I, I'm gonna go now th- at this juncture. I'm gonna go in reverse. So Cahill, uh, and I, now I know we come, we come. You know, all, all of us, the th- three out of the four of us came through the same era. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, good. I'm glad you said everybody. that. You know what I'm saying? Three of the four of us that. came through the same era. And Eternal's a little younger than we are. So, like, it, to get his perspective is really going to be dope as well. Because, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, Kay, how do you, how do you feel about that whole thing? I'm, I'm going to say this right here, and I'm being very honest. And since you both are from my era, like, you're going to know that it's really some truth to what I'm saying. When 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 these people, you know, when when these people use the term backpacker, I don't think they really understand what they're saying. Like coming up in the late 80s and you know 90s and stuff like that, like a lot of cats, you know, was in ciphers with backpacks on and stuff like that. But see, what they don't understand is what was in those backpacks. You know what I'm saying? Like cats had notebooks in the backpack. But they also they also had guns in the backpack and they had work in the backpack. And I'm you not know? making this up like the cats was around me. That's a lot of what they had in their bag. You know what I'm saying? No but um, me personally, I've never been called a backpacker because um, over the years it transformed into like a wordy rapper, like a rapper that uses a, a lot of, you know, big words and vocabulary, you know, the definitive jokes, cats and stuff like that. I've no always doubt. been called um I've always been called conscious, yo. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I guess okay, would you saying that? I'm sorry to cut you off, but it would you saying that is that there are there is this cross section of the culture that feel like backpacker and conscious go together. So it's not I, the same It's not right. the same. I feel it. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. It, it it's it's it, it you know the thing about uh the thing about backpacker, it sounds it sounds like cats are being conscious or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because the vocabulary is, is you know, so well thought out and whatnot. But, shoot, man, they, they can say some ignorant stuff too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've always been called conscious, man. I wasn't like the, uh, the super elaborate, you know, MC with the vocabulary and stuff like that. 
you know, focused on wordplay and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I always made sure that I had, you know, tight content and, you know, just 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 good subject matter and whatnot. I never I never really been called a backpacker like that. I could dig it. Yeah, because I mean, realistically speaking, by judging by by the uh the, the connotation that you just shared, you're you're far more of a straight shooter than and when you rap as opposed to some of the guys who would, would wear that label. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of them do get super wordy. And just for the record, he hit a dead spot because he on the subway, so like he'll, he'll be back okay. with us shortly. But um, eternal. I mean, you from a slightly different era than us. You know what I'm saying? You 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 came in you came in the game like kind of as we were already. You know, so we was already on the road, basically on the train halfway to the next station. By the time you know what I'm saying, at the time when when you when you when you became a part of our conscious observation of hip hop. So like in your personal uh life the term backpacker i think has taken on some different connotations from the time we first started hearing it to like when when your when your wave came up so like what what is your what are your thoughts on the title what it means and how it how it may or may not apply to you yeah so um a lot of what big bro k hill was talking about i agree with even in you know my era um yeah we thought about backpacker and what I thought about Backpacker, I was thinking more like, you know, the quote-unquote lyrical miracle type rapper, you know what I mean? <laughs> Putting a, a bunch of big words together and just rapping about how, how dope they are and rapping about rapping itself, you know what I'm saying? Um, me personally, like KL, I got classified more as a, a conscious MC, you know? Right. And, um, you know, like, just like I was talking about Backpacker, um, how you had, you know, the tool in the, in the backpack and the work in the backpack, it kind of evolved in my era because, you know, people started associating backpack with more like a, a Kanye West type, you know what I mean? And how he brought fashion and just braggadocio and and just narcissism and all that stuff into into being a, a, a dope MC and, and rocking a backpack as like a fashion statement as opposed to having a whole bunch of stuff in it. So... You know, I've seen Backpacker evolve, you know, still at the crux of it. it. It's more like you putting a bunch of words together. And like he was saying, you know, you rap in a certain way, you know, just like, you know, the label of a gangster rapper, for example, you rap in a certain way. And, and conscious rapper, you rap in a certain way. Trap rapper, you rap in a certain way, you know. So, um, yeah, like just to bring it all together, I, I am really never heard myself be classified as a backpacker more so as a, a conscious MC. Conscious. Okay. So now, now I'm glad that you said that too, because I actually, I didn't want to, I, I know when I mentioned this to y'all, I said the backpack thing, but I, I realistically kind of had an idea that that was going to evolve um, itself, like just by natural progression into the whole conscious thing. Now that's another one that kind of troubles me because there are people who, wear the label of being conscious rappers simply because of a song they may have done or an aesthetic that they seem to represent, but their music does not reflect that. Or their music does reflect it, but what they do when they're not, when the mic's not on does not match up. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so when they call it, like when they call it, when you say conscious rapper, the first people to pop in your head, I mean, if you're, if you're like into subterranean, so to speak, hip hop, you know, you think quality, immortal technique, dead prayers, people like that. Those are the people that pop in your head first, just because those are the ones that are most well known. So does it now, as far as the backpacking part of that goes, at a point, 
backpack and conscious were almost synonymous only because of something like what K Hill said earlier. They think that these rappers who are super wordy and using all these big words are saying something profound, but in all actuality, they're saying very basic things. They're just using really big words to say them. Was is there has there ever been a point in your career at any juncture that you could think of where you felt pressured to rap a certain way because of the label that was on you? Like, especially with them calling you a conscious rapper, do you feel do you feel any pressure to say, well, damn, I can't just do this bullshit record because they think I'm a conscious rapper, so I have to do this. Was that, has that ever been an issue? I, I guess Eternal will start with you. Has that ever been an issue for you? Um, You know, early, like early in my career, you know, I've, I've been put at a crossroads where it's like, hey, rap like this to get hot or be yourself, you know? I'm a, know what I mean? I chose the path of being myself. So, you know, me rapping the way I'm rapping and you put the label on me as conscious. It's like, oh, all right, well, I'm just rapping the way I rap. You know what I'm saying? So I never really felt a pressure in that way, um, you know, for, for me to rap a particular way. It's like, okay, you may expect this from me, but if I do a song like this, it's still going to be authentically me. Like I, like we were talking about, um, on the last interview, appreciate that by the way. Oh, yes, yeah, no so I, I never really felt the pressure personally, but I can see how, you know, if you allow yourself to get, get you know, put in that box, then yeah, you're gonna feel that pressure. But it, you know, every artist hate, hates a box. Any true artist, in my opinion, hates a box, hates to be labeled as this or that, you know? So right. I made the point just to rap how I rap, how I feel. And most of the time it's coming out Quarter or quarter conscience. No doubt. And I mean, it's, and that's strictly a, a product of how your mind operates. Now, Kay, I know you too have had, you know, that when people, when I, whenever I bring your name up, uh, whenever I, you know, in other circles, when I talk to people and your name has come up, that, that tag has definitely been something that has been attached to you. So, I mean, has there been any, because I know for a fact that when I first heard you, the music has always had substance. But when I first heard you, I don't think it was quite as, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't think you had quite fine-tune the aspect of putting the way you think about certain things into the music as you did as you progress further beyond that first project so i mean like was there any has there ever been a point where you felt pressured that like well i gotta talk about this because of the well, label okay okay i'm glad you brought that up too because uh wow okay so the first record that i ever did that got picked up by a label was called the instigator I did the record, man. I was just like on some BS, man, just rhyming, rhyming about absolutely nothing. You know what I'm saying? Man, you know, I had <laughs> metaphors, all that crazy stuff, rhyming about nothing. That record did a lot for me, bro. Like it broke me in the college radio, had me, you know, doing interviews everywhere, doing like 5,000 drops for these days. Like that's the record that like, you know, that, that got me out there. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I made my own records myself, I did the conscious records, but the labels, you know, any, any, any label deal that I had did not want those conscious records. They wanted the records where I was just rhyming. They wanted the like, Instagram all over again. Yeah. Like rhyming aimless, bro. Like straight up and down, you know, long, long as I had like some dope punchlines and, you know, a clever hook, something like that, you know. I could get the indie deal. But if I came in there with some substance, you know, talking about, you know, black life matters, not black lives matters, but, you know, matters as a black person or whatever, you know what I'm saying? No they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't gravitate towards those records. I'm not going to call it pressure, 
but I seen, you know, I seen where I had to make a clear divide on, you know, the material that I submitted for whatever situation. Mm. And, um, and I enjoy both. It's not like that I'm selling out, you know. I, I enjoy just rhyming because to me, you know, you spawn. You know what I'm saying? You spawn, right. you're getting your weight up and whatnot, and, you know, why not make a little money off of it or whatever. But my heart, man, my heart is really, you know, just talking about, you know, talking about what's going on, you know, talking about stuff that can that people can really, like, use and, and, and you know, build from and whatnot. So, yeah, I um I definitely had to make a... Uh, a clear divide, you know, at different points in uh, my career or whatever. I feel that, man. Yeah, and I, trust me when I tell you, I feel that in, in, um, in more ways than you can imagine, bro. And oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I can definitely bro, imagine. Bro, it's, it's, been, it's been a wild ride, especially knowing, um, you know, some of the stuff that, that, we, that we talk about in music and, and, and the, 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 the subject matter is always something that's kind of heart, heartfelt in different ways, of course. But, you know, people gravitate to that in their own ways. But like you said, it, it has definitely been a different reception from labels and people of that nature when it comes to that kind of music. Now, E, you, yeah. fall, on, you, fall, on, you fall into this, but in a totally different kind of way, in, in, in a manner yeah. of speaking. Out of the rest, out of all of us on here, your, your music is probably the most street-oriented out of everybody. Right, right. Okay, so, I mean, but do you ever feel like that's, I mean, of course you're, you're cool with being who you are, but I mean, you and I have had numerous conversations about music and the creation process and things of that nature. Um, right. At any point, especially like, let's go back to like college when we like around when we first met each other. Yeah. At, at any point between then and, and then, and like when you finally said, you know what, fuck, I'm just going to do this because this is what I want to do. Right. Was there ever any pressure? And, and I, when I say pressure, I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think pressure may not be the word that I need to be using in that context, but it's the best word I can think of at the moment. Was there ever any pressure to lean a certain way just because of the way people perceived you and what they, what they, it seemed that they wanted to hear from you? Okay. So, so actually I, I fell into all of that at one point. So, um, you know, like early on when I first started getting blog coverage, well, I mean, like just web web coverage in the general, they was actually calling me a conscious artist. I remember we yeah. talked about that, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, they was actually calling me a conscious artist, and I was like, "How? The I'm like, where the fuck do you even get that from? Out of what I'm doing?" But I understand <laughs> it though, because at the same time, at the same time, I I could understand it because I didn't necessarily dive into I love being a street nigga rap. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was I was so busy focusing on the negatives in it that that's what they got out of it. So. The only time I felt pressure to change was I knew that conscious rappers wouldn't get no burn. Like, you know what I'm saying, on, on, on major radio platforms. Right. But they always got, you know, always got pushed to the back. So what I tried to do was not necessarily be so, be so critical of the art because that's what earned me that conscious label. So like, that's how I looked at it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually, because I, and it, just to throw my own perspective into that, there was a period um, right around the time when I did Born With Less, around the time me and Kenny interviewed. He's right within a minute. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you good, brother, you good. Um, around the time when, uh, in 2010, I'll say, when I did Born With Less, K. Hill was uh, actually on that album, but... One of the best things that happened was I did that album and I, I decided to do it in the context of an entire day in my life. And I did different types of records, you know what I'm saying, for every for every situation. So it was like, okay, um, 
how about if I, how about if I do, you know, in the morning, I feel this way. In the middle of the day, I feel like this. Oh, after I finish doing that, we're going to go get into this. And it's like two or three songs that match every single mood of the day. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the album was so long. But at the end of it all, what it did was it broke me out of the mode of being called a conscious rapper. And it kind of got people to say, wait, well, you know, he does more than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he doesn't just talk about the movement and, and things of that nature. And I consciously had to make a choice not to do that. Um, because I didn't want to get pigeonholed in the, oh, he's like Dead Prez. Oh, he's like Immortal Technique. Those are the names that always came up at a point when people would talk about them. And I didn't want that to be the case because I'm like, I'm not them. I, I agree with a lot of what they say. And the way I move in my personal life may mirror that. But I don't want to rap about it. Like, not like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think it's something that we all, as artists, have had to endure to a certain degree. Um, and I, I'm glad to hear y'all's side of it um, because... It, it actually gives me some more insight into how other people were affected by labels being placed on them. Um, even the label of being quote unquote underground is, it's, it's, multi, it's act, like at the same time a badge of honor and almost, it, it depends on how it's used in context. It's either a badge of honor or a diss, depending on how you look at it. Um, I guess, uh, let's see, I started with Eternal, I started with East. K, we'll start with you this time. Now, as far as being underground, right. Um, far as being considered underground and we know what our definition of underground is but some people will utilize that tag to to diminish your work uh have you have you seen a lot of that in regards to your work throughout your career as far as people kind of trying to diminish what you do by using the underground label on i've heard it um i've heard it a lot i um but when people talk to me and refer to me as that they're not they're not using it you know from a diminishing standpoint and whatnot um i'm gonna be honest with you man i i kind of I mean, if that's what they got to call it, like I love it, dude. I love it. Um, you you never die, you never die, man. You never, you never get played out. People always looking, you know, for what you got coming next and whatnot. You you always got a chance to, you know, build upon what you have as opposed to, you know, running with the crowd and, and what's popping right now, and, and you fizzle out real fast because. What you what you trying to keep up with what's going on now? When that dial, you dial. You know what I'm saying? Sure and it's like, it's just like with the quote unquote underground culture, man. You just you building on your art, man. You know what I'm saying? You ain't really trying to keep up with what's current. You know, of course you keeping your ear to the street because you don't want to. You know, you just want to know what's going on and apply it to music in your way, but. Nah, I mean you don't you don't fizzle out with the with the fad and all that stuff when you you know when you out there out there like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even with a even with a large budget and a machine behind you, you actually see some artists trying to keep their underground stigma to make it look like they work their way from you know the bottom up. That's real. That's just, I see a lot of that. You know, the industry plants and all that stuff make it look, you know, make it look like they built the, you know a solid following from the ground up. And that just goes to show you how much, you know, the underground culture is respected. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. you don't get your proper respect as an artist if you haven't made a, you know, made an impact in the underground. If you don't, if you don't have a premiere record or, you know, you haven't, you know, been at the House of Blues or, you know, you know what I'm saying? If you oh, haven't yeah. worked that circuit, if you haven't worked that circuit as an artist, a lot of times you don't get that respect when you, you know, you do get that, that major label deal or whatever. But as far as my oh, yeah. position, as far as my position, 
Dude, I love it. I love it to death, man. And I, I love, you know, I love the peers, man. I love, I love the network of it and everything, man. Cause honestly, man, Cats is putting out dope music, man. They putting out some incredible music, man. And you know, I'm sorry everybody ain't on it, but <laughs> I, I think that's what kind of adds value to it, man. The, the fact that you know it hasn't been diluted and you know overexposed and stuff like that so i love i love it dog i ain't even gonna lie and and, and honestly that that's what's keeping us here man sure indeed because what because what we do uh there there could have easily been a a flash three years we was on top of the world and before you know it two years later nobody want to hear nothing you got to say and, and I, we, we've seen it happen to a million rappers like that's why like going back to what you said that's why somebody like dmx will live forever because dmx huge commercial artist but the way he rapped and what he rapped about and the way that he conducted his life absolutely right. positively connected with the underground and that's going to make him live forever because he was a, a, a huge mainstream star but cast like us got love for him and respect him so like that changes the dynamic of your career like that's why people like um jay-z and nas that and i'll just use them too because they're the two mainstream artists uh from our era and our type of, of hip-hop that get compared the most right. um you know those guys will live forever because yeah they're commercial stars but we love them and that's why they'll live forever because the underground loves them. it's Artists that sold millions of records, Nelly made sold millions of records, but the underground don't embrace Nelly. So, with the underground that we know, don't it? The underground in St. Louis may very well love him to death. I was but, about to say because yo, Nelly, Nelly, bro, Nelly can rhyme for real, dog. Exactly, I know, I know he can. <laughs> That's what pissed me off when all this music was coming out. <laughs> yo, yo, can, can, can I, can I, can I interject real quick? Yeah, ahead, ahead, ahead. I, I think there's a part that we're leaving out though. The reason why the underground, the reason why they're still loved by us is because we love them first. Thanks. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that. That's the big thing. Like their their foundation was made with us, so foundation always remains as long as it doesn't break. Thanks. That's true. You know what I mean? Really so true. like, you know, so like, you know, they became mainstream and commercial stars. Like they didn't just jump out there and be that. So just like even to the point of saying Nelly, Nelly could really rap, but I'm pretty sure around where he at. He could probably step into what would be the equivalent of a blind tiger and get respect there. But again, yeah. to, to the world, he's a commercial artist. He never was played on no fucking, no kind of mix shows that, that we ever listened to. He was never that artist. He never made that music. Whereas Jay and Nas was, DMX was. Right. You know? That's real shit. That's real shit. Now, so uh, in recorders with that, E, how, how do you feel about the, the whole underground tag? Because we all wear it. All four of us on this call wear. So I mean, how do you feel about it? how does it has it has it had any negative connotation in regards to your career at all? It only has negative connotations when you have a conversation with people who live here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, you tell a motherfucker here in LA or Hollywood that you make music, they can ask you what you do, and then you tell them it, and it's gonna be like, oh, underground, because everybody here is chasing a mainstream bag for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it takes you to be at an underground event, like where I'm at right fucking now, to where it's it's embraced and it's held up and put on a large scale. So really, right now, like the reason why I, I, I forgot to even answer the phone is because I was on the train coming to an event in Grand Park, which is like the biggest park in downtown LA. And the B-Nuts is here. Fucking Farside is gonna be here. Medusa's gonna be here. Like that type of thing. Like this shit is upheld here. 
Now, when you say far side gonna be there, is it gonna be all four of them? Was it just gonna be them two niggas calling themselves the far side? <laughs> well, ah. I, I, I don't get into all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it's, just, it's real shit behind that, so I don't even deal with it. Like whatever they do, Word. what they do. Word. Word. Yeah, I, mean, I was just curious yeah. from a, from a fan standpoint because I love far side. So yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. What, uh, what what's it? No, I'm just saying like I don't even care. Like if they say they're gonna be here, it's like fuck. You gonna get who you gonna get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's yeah, kind of like so, going to a Wu Tang show. You already know all nine of them ain't gonna be yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but like, but, but, but let's 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 build off that for a minute, okay? Like you know, with the far side, like um, I mean, I don't know the you know, I don't know the the dynamics of what they're going through right now, but I know Fat Lip is putting out a whole bunch of music right now. You know what I'm it saying? Really is, yeah. And it, it just it just goes to show the power of that title underground. He could do that because he built a strong foundation with his group. Right. So when I seen that, I checked for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and, mm -hmm. and the point I wanted to make is, you know, a lot of these uh a lot of these artists that started out in the underground became commercial and no longer have that commercial appeal. A lot right. of them came right back to the underground, man, and got it popping. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, no, like why do you think Master Ace's career moved the way it moved? Master Ace exactly. had a major you know what I'm saying? Exactly. He put out that rhyming with Biz. He got people's attention. He was part of the Juice where He got people's attention. But then yep. he said, fuck this major label shit. I ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? And he's got, realistically speaking, Master Ace got one of the most impressive discographies in the history of rap. Yes, sir. Like, just, let's yes, just sir. be real about it. He, he literally yes. does. And nobody expected that from what they considered the fourth best rapper out of the fucking Juice Crew. <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Yo, yo, Grant was the Theodore's on stage uh, scratching. Get the fuck out of here. You serious? Wow. Wow. Grant was a theater. Bro, that's right now. crazy. But see, see, so that's what I mean. Like, I'm sorry for cutting you off, bro. Like, like the no, whole you good, thing, man. Like, like out here in LA, like you have that big divide. You have the divide of the industry, but then you have the divide of the purists. Right. Know, the, the the underground. The purists are all underground. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So 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 to answer your question, I embrace it. It is what it is. It's who I am. Like I'm not necessarily trying to be. I'm not trying to make music that's chasing a commercial thing. If, that, if, if something I make catches on, fuck it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I know no what I do when I get there. Well, other than that, man, I'm doing what I do when I'm trying to be the best at that. So motherfuckers like who do support it, like, yo, I always rock with that shit. It's, it's not a thing of, like, yeah, he got big and I fucked with it. I've been fucking with that. Right. And going back to K-Point, it'll, it'll, it'll do well for you because you've already cultivated that following in the underground. So you ain't got to worry about nothing. Even if you get a, a joint to take off, and a label sign you to a one album deal. You can do that one album, make whatever you gonna make off of that, and you still got a foundation to come back and do a run independent and still get your paper. So, right. yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? It's all love. Now, Eternal, I know as far as, as you, um, especially being from Brooklyn, there is a there is a diehard aesthetic for hip hop, for MCing in Brooklyn, New York. Like, that, like there is nowhere else in the world. I don't know if y'all know that, but like, so it's just something about Brooklyn and the MCs that came from there, and the way those people embraced those MCs from Brooklyn. So, I know that you're a part of Cipher U. Um, you know, saying you've had a, you've had a, a dope run of projects that you put out yourself. Being an underground artist, and I, and I don't want to, I, I do want to ask you the same question, but I guess I want to phrase it a little different for you because, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that all of us on this call, like, just from what I'm hearing already, we all embraced the underground tag, and, and as we rightfully should. Is there ever a point, Eternal, where you feel like, well, maybe that don't necessarily apply to me the way people are applying it to me? You know what I'm saying? 
Um, if, the, if the question don't make sense, I'll rephrase it. But I, I, I mean, that that's that was the best way I could think to say it at that moment. Well, yeah, I think they don't know. Like you know, people have you know a lot of people have surface knowledge of a lot of concepts. You know, when they think about underground, they might not think you as professional as that mainstream artist, but you better learn from the underground because the underground is teaching everybody how to get the true bags, you know what I mean? And stay true and authentic to yourself. You know, if you listen to the, the masterpiece now and the Yo Gotti's now, you know, even if they made, ma you know, mainstream mass appeal, they telling you stay independent, have the labels no come, you know what I mean? Um, get your money, be desirable, you know what I mean? Do your art and stay true to your, your fan base. And that's what the underground been doing since the conception, you know what I'm saying? Since, <laughs> you know, hip hop was created, you know, it's been underground, you know what I'm saying? So like Cahill, like Eden Mad Assassin, I wear it as a badge of honor, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, you don't need to know how I give it up. Just know that people, you know, in the Netherlands and people, you know, in Belgium and Croatia, they, they bump it eternity MC. And I'm able to feed myself and, and feed my family off of that. I'm good with that and stay true to myself. I'm great with that, you know what I mean? And, you know, underground is, is the closest. It's the closest to the core, you know what I'm saying? It's the closest true to that. the core. I don't that's know if I question the way you was looking for it, but, you know, that's my answer right there. I love it. Yeah. And I want to shout out, um, of course, Cesar Comanche really gave me that, that working knowledge of what it means to like be a professional artist in the underground, you know, because I had it twisted. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you straight up, I had it twisted, man. We was we was on tour, and you know, I'm like, yo, let's go hit the uh, where the restaurant say, like, yo, you better secure the bag. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. talking about, he's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, play around if you want to, you gonna go home broke. <laughs> I'm leaving with all this bread I came for. You can buy, you know, them, them dollars gonna add up. We gotta pay for this hotel. You know what I'm saying? You got you pay for your merch when you came out. You got to pay for gas. You better, you know, get your accounting right. So yeah, it's necessary. Yeah. True and, that's, and that's something. You know, you said something that that you said something that that stuck out to me too when you said that the mainstream artists better be taking cues from the underground because, um, as much as people may feel like because there doesn't appear to be as much money involved in the underground that there is a less professional aspect to it. When in all actuality, most of the most professional people that I've dealt with have been people in the underground. Whenever I've had encounters with mainstream individuals, there's been some lack of professionalism in how they conduct the shit. And that may very well be because they were conducting business with someone who was from the underground. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so at the end of the day, the politics didn't match up. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I'm gonna tell y'all a funny story real quick. Um, <laughs> so there was a juncture where I was, uh, you know, I was chasing, because there was a point where all of us wanted to be signed to somebody, you know what I'm saying? And, and in my mind, at the time, I was like, I don't really, as much as I love Nas, I don't want to sign with Columbia. That just doesn't sound cool. You know what I'm saying? But signing with Bad Boy sounds really cool. And that's because I had, at that juncture, I had no understanding of the inner workings of the business or what was right or wrong about how Bad Boy was operating. Um, so, you know, my, I recorded this single with his producer in Winston. They, uh, my manager got the single. He was like, yo, this is crazy. We got to go. As a matter of fact, the name of the song was crazy. So um, we, we were taking it and we were shopping it around in New York. And, um, you know, Irv Gotti wanted to sign me to Blunt Recordings at the time. He was still over there. No, that um, makes so much sense, bro. That makes so much sense. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Irv, Irv wanted to sign me to Blunt. 
It makes uh, there was, sense, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> there was a, there was a uh, there was a there was a another another label, another indie label. I can't remember the name of it now, but um, they wanted to sign me. I was like, but listen, man, we're not gonna say yeah to neither one of them. So we had these other two meetings because we had a meeting with Dev Jam and Bad Boy. So I was like, all right. Um, so we 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 took the Dev Jam meeting first. Um, I ended up not even going to talk to the you know, at the Dev Jam meeting because I ran into Method Man and he got me high and I, I couldn't think straight no more. So um, I had to kind of shirk that one off. My manager kind of handled that one himself. But um, the next day was our meeting with Bad Boy. It was supposed to be at 11 o'clock. So, uh, and we were actually literally having a sit down with Diddy himself. So we get to Bad Boy's office at 1045. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to be late for shit. So we got there at 1045. I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and I'm, you know, we're so excited to be in there. I don't realize at first that like 35 minutes has passed by. And um, I'm like, yo, what's after 11? Yo, where this nigga at? You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm starting to get antsy because not only do I hate being late, but I'm also very impatient. So um, and, and in my mind at that time, I'm not thinking that I may put a fork in my opportunity to sign with this label if I start wilding. The only thing I'm thinking is, how is this nigga late? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this is business. How the fuck are you late? So he finally pops in and, you know what I'm saying, and he's like an hour and a half past the point. And I, but there was no way I was going to leave until he showed up because I wanted him to know how unhappy I was about him being late. He pops in with his two bodyguards with his expression on his face, like the whole world been beating on him and he just got there. I'm not taking none of that into account. The only thing I can think to myself is, how the fuck you get here an hour and a half late? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, I got up and I started losing my shit and my manager's like, yo, chill out. Like, chill out. These dudes gonna put their hands on you. You know what I'm saying? I'm wilding. And so then Diddy was just like, yo, get this nigga out of here. Get this nigga out of here. So, like, you know, his, his security, security dude wanna grab me. I'm like, yo, don't touch me, B. Don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? I'll leave. Just don't touch oh, no. me. So I leave. I go down the elevator. I go outside. And um, standing right next to the car, to the car downstairs with G.I. Joe. I don't know if y'all know G.I. Joe. I, I think me and he had this conversation. I know he know who G.I. Joe is, but like. Yeah, that's my man. Yeah, no doubt. So Joe, <laughs> Joe was standing down, downstairs by the oh, car. They gonna be here next week, matter of fact. Say word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Immortal Technique got a show out here. They doing the 10-year anniversary of UGHH, Underground Hip Hop Live. Oh, no doubt. So, but it's be here next week. Oh, that's lit. Hell yeah. Okay, no doubt. So I go outside and G.I. Joe was like, yo, Come to find out, this nigga already knew who I was. Like he and it wasn't because of the bad boy situation. He had seen me in Carolina, rocking. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, "Yo, man, don't even stress it." You know what I'm saying? Da 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 da. This ain't the place for you. You know what I'm saying? Go find your home, but this ain't the place. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "Word." So, but yeah, that was that was a crazy situation, man. So like, um, like I like I told Eternal, like one day I'm gonna tell my hip hop story and niggas is gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, this is hold, on, crazy. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you kirked out on Diddy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I burned a whole <laughs> lot of I burned a whole lot of bridges. If I ever wanted to be a mainstream artist, I burnt a whole lot of bridges because my oh my god, man, bro. Like, um, you know that that story I was telling you earlier, Eternal, about the whole bleak thing. Um, <laughs> it, that basically kept me from getting signed to Rockefeller. And then my 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 blow up with Diddy blew up the bad boy situation. I went to jail, so I couldn't sign. I was going to sign with Run Riders. I ended up going to jail. It was like it's a lot of crazy stuff. We ain't, we ain't here to talk about me. No man, write that book, dog. <laughs> oh, audio yeah, book. I'm, I'm getting mad. A lot of crazy shit happened, man. Yo, man, it's been wild. Yo, it's been super Yo, you got wild. Me right now, bro, you got me rolling. Like really, like. 
Yo, that Herb Gotti joint, though, that, gosh, that made so much sense, bro. I wish I would have took that deal when it was on the table. To, Yo, to let me tell you something. To this day, bro. I hate that. Yo, dude, it just makes so much sense, man. Because the crazy part, man, yo, dude, this is, yo, do not take this the wrong way, bro. Man, when I heard those old Cash Money records, I said, damn, bro, y'all kind of remind me of Seven, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kept oh, that in. I kept though, that to yeah, myself, I though. I was yeah, like, yo, like, old y'all, not singing y'all. I'm talking about when y'all was rapping his ass off, yeah, yo. Yeah, was rapping, rapping. When he was with Cash Money Click, yeah. Yes, man. Like, yo, that nigga was crazy, bro. I said, yo, he reminds me of Seven, man. Like, I don't know why, bro. I don't know if anybody else can hear it, but he reminds me of Seven so much, man. That's why when bro. you said the Irv Gotti, I was like, yo, I thought I was bugging. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, man. now that makes so much sense, man. Now, Gotti fucked with me. Yo, matter of fact, Gotti was even fucking with me when, when they when they, um, when they they started Murder, Inc. Like, it was... It's been a lot of times, man, when I, when I could have been a commercial rapper, a mainstream rapper, but... That really wasn't, I realize now that the reason why those things didn't happen had nothing to do with my temperament or how those situations went. They went the way they went because that's not where I was supposed to be. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because because my principles don't match what they do. And, and I, I would, it would have ended up ending badly anyway. So, I mean, with that said, I guess my question now is, and Eternal, I'll direct this to you. <clears throat> because I know you had, you just, you, uh, you have a couple things in the stash already. And you were just talking about the international reach that your music has gained. So with that being the case, do you feel like because you're independent or because you're underground, so to speak, uh, now I'll say because you're independent and underground, not so to speak, that's exactly what the fuck we are. Um, the necessity for gaining that overseas audience. And I'm pretty sure somebody's talked talk to you about this early on. And that's the reason why that reach was something that you probably put, put some, put some effort into, but, do you feel like that's going to be part of what sustains you going forward? Because I mean, he talked about it. Um, overseas has an appreciation for what we do that America seems to be losing. Um, there's still pockets where you find it, but there's a, overall, there's a great lack of appreciation for what we do as artists. Um, was that part of the division when you started, you know, making that reach out there or was it just kind of something that grew organically and you kind of just grabbed it by the horns and ran with it? I think, you know, it was just, it was, I would say it's organic, just just the type of person I am. You know, I feel like I got a gift to just, you know, deal with people from all walks of life. You know, I think it translates to my music. I think, you know, my audience found me, you know what I mean? And it happens to be, you know, overseas more than it's here, you know? And I'm I'm cool with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel it's ne necessary for me musically to to just focus over there solely because my focus and, you know, leaving a legacy in hip hop culture is just not based on music. You know what I mean? That's a major part of what Cypher You is all about for me, you know? And, um, you know, it's like, of course I want to be like, you know, I wanted to be like a major hip hop star and everything like that. Everybody got, you know, hoop dreams, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? Like rap star dreams, you know, this big lifestyle in the industry. But, you know, what I'm doing now, I love it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it gives me the best opportunity to be my authentic self. You know what I'm saying? Just like 
you know, just, you know, kind of like comparing what you were talking about. Like, you know, you had those opportunities and, you know, just the way everything was going, you knew it wasn't going to work for you because, you know, you wasn't going to be able to be seven, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, that's really you know, just to, to sum it all up, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent a little bit, like. And now nah, feel free, brother. I mean, said I went on a roll for a minute with that story. So <laughs> You're right. It's beautiful. And of course, you know, like, I'm going to make sure that my people overseas going to know that I'm putting music out. Like, I'd be a fool not to let them know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, like, my, my, I want my legacy and hip-hop culture to be more than music. So I'm just focusing on different, you know, facets, you know, hip-hop education, being a part of the community. Basically, you know, following the teachings of the Blastmaster, you know what I mean? Following the teachings of, of, of K. Hill, my big bro. You know what I'm saying? Following what you're talking about, what you're teaching me. Following ease moves, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, like, one thing I get just being in my hip-hop scene is that they be like, yo, E, you know about everything. I'm like, yeah, I might not say a lot, but I'll be too with, with everybody's moves, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to learn. I want to support, you know what I'm saying? That's just who I am as an artist and a person. So, Indeed. I don't know how I did, but I just know that <laughs> it music is a part of what I'm trying to do here, and I'm gonna make sure that I put it over there. But like, music is not the sole thing. No doubt, absolutely, and, I, and I'm glad we got an opportunity to touch on that when, when we did our one-on-one interview because um, I think that the, the aspect is missing, especially from from underground artists. Um, okay, this is something I noticed, and I, I want to know if y'all kind of have seen the same thing um it's not super pervasive at the moment however there are a lot of underground acts who move like mainstream artists and they create um i'm gonna say they create uh they burn not necessarily burn bridges but they create divisions in places where they shouldn't exist and i think that that takes away from the educational aspect of the next generation of artists being able to see us do what we do and what we have to endure, you know what I'm saying? Being able to share that story outside of just rapping. Um, I've noticed that th things are a little different in the underground these days. They're a little different than they were. Uh, of course, by virtue of the fact that the culture itself has evolved, it has to be different. However, there, there was a camaraderie, I feel like, that existed um, and when we were coming through the pipeline to a degree. Now, there's always been competition, but there was still a camaraderie that existed that doesn't ex exactly exist now in that same way. Um, I don't know. I, am I the only one seeing it? <laughs> or is that, is that like something that, you, that you're kind of noticing as you move around? Camaraderie. camaraderie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yo, no, just be, be like, what are you saying, Seven? Be more direct, girl. Go ahead and shoot, bro. Well, okay, 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 okay. Okay, so I guess I'm asking the other side of that camaraderie amongst who? Okay, yeah, that that's 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 the thing. Okay, I think that will help me clear up. I can cover both of those, and I think that me answering your question, E, will give you what you're asking for. Okay, okay, so I think the camaraderie, so to speak. Okay, bang. And when I say camaraderie, I simply mean it, it would never have been a thing for Cahill to 
call Seven the Panther and say, hey, um, I, you know, I've never done a show in your city. I know I see you working. What's, what's good? Oh, shit, there's nothing, bro. I'll bring you out. When, when you when can you come? This what this what we got on the schedule. When can you come? You know what I'm saying? Um, at this juncture, it seems like until people reach a certain point, there, there isn't a whole lot of that. You know what? I know you don't move as many units as me. You don't get as many streams as me. You don't have as many followers as me. But I really think that you're talented. I'm going to give you this opportunity. I'm going to open this door for you right here because I have the ability to do that. Oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That, and, and that existed a lot more freely, you know what I'm saying, when we were coming through, because I know, and I know this now, I'm it still finished. exists, but it's mainly against, between people that came from our era, people who were most closely influenced by it. You feel me? Well, I mean, see, my mom's food only, only comes from, like, what I dealt with, I don't think I ever seen camaraderie. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, like through, like through the, through the, through the channels I came up with. Like, okay, well, I put it like this: you'll see camaraderie, but it be click. It be, it be camaraderie within the click itself. Like, I didn't see a bunch of clicks fucking with the other click. What I did see was motherfuckers might speak to you, but motherfuckers ain't fucking with you if you ain't even from the same town. Like, for instance, like in my mind, like I don't understand, and I, I never understood why the Riley Hip Hop Factor didn't fuck with the Greensboro Hip Hop Factor early. Yeah, that's real. I did wonder you know about that. Like, I did I, wonder. I, ne I never understood that. You know what I mean? Like on the outside looking in or whatever situation, like you can see what looks like camaraderie, but where you, but where you saying like, yo, I should be able to hit somebody up and make a business move. I never saw that. Hmm. I never saw that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, 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 in response to what you just said, the reason the and, reason why I think what we're saying is the same thing and different at the same time is because in my mind. If K Hill called me and said he want to get on a show, and I know that I'm promoting shows in my city regularly, and me putting him on the bill, to me that ain't. A, I, I I can see why you say it's a business move, and and essentially, if if I pay him to come do it, it's definitely a business move. Or if he comes there and sells shit and make money, it's definitely a business move. But I mean, yeah, you know, for me it's just a lookout. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, even if even well, even if they don't like you, okay, I still like you. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, but even to your point, even to your point, the business move doesn't necessarily have to be a financial gain. You know what I'm saying? For whomever, for whomever's involved. You know what I'm saying? But even still, like the fact that you did it out of the love and just like, hey, we just come down. I never seen that. Is, is my point. You know what I'm saying? Like not not early. Not early. You would see a couple people could flow through, like K Hill could flow through Greensboro. Right. You know what I'm saying? I I can hit him up. And I could go holler at him, but the rest of the motherfuckers would be like kind of kind of standoffish. Like, who is that? It's kind of shit, knowing exactly who the fuck I am. So all I'm saying is, and not that it was a bad thing, but that's just what it was. It was like it was competitive. Like that, that, that willingness, that. yeah, that willingness to be cool with motherfuckers nine times out of ten didn't happen until something successful happened to somebody. Otherwise, it was it was a mutual person known between you that did it more or less now like to me social media made it to where people are way more easier to be, have a camaraderie because you're reaching out to whomever motherfuckers don't don't feel like you're playing your face by stepping to somebody you can dm them and say yo i think you dope and then next thing you know to come to the forefront like that shit happened to me all the time motherfuckers will not say shit on the on my front page they'll dm me they'll dm me hey cool like what's up like what's happening like, i'm a personable dude like hey what's up yeah you know like hey bro like hit me anytime. It is what it is. Like, so you know, they all talking on the front of my page. Like, people have perception. 
they didn't want to keep up too. So I'm just saying like, Oh, wow. Okay. So you say what you just said actually to a degree has been in some, in some ways, the opposite of my experience. Um, I won't say completely the opposite because I mean, even in social media, I see, I know exactly what you mean in regards to that. Cause it happens to me a lot too. But yeah. the one thing about it, that the one thing about that, that troubles me that I didn't necessarily have as big of an issue with when I was making face to face, having face to face interaction with so many people and, and building certain bridges. Um, the thing that I saw at that period was, and, and I mean, even now that exists, like there's a certain energy that exists in a handshake that exists in eye contact that let mm-hmm. me know, hey, we 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 speaking right now and you showing me love and I'm showing you love in return, both for the art and as well as right now we have this mutual respect as men standing here talking to each other or a man and a woman standing here talking to each other and we respect each other as individuals. Okay, boom, I don't get no fucked up vibe from you. I don't see nothing fucked up in your eyes. There's nothing about the way you move or anybody that's connected to you, the way I've seen them move around you tells me a lot about who you are. So, okay, cool. The problem I have with the social media aspect of this is motherfuckers only show you they highlights on social media anyway. I mean, hell, even to a degree, I'm guilty of it. You know what I'm saying? With some shit shit that's really fucked up, I'm not putting that on it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. Kay, what you think? I mean, do you you feel like the... I mean, it's always been competitive. Don't don't get me wrong. It's always been competitive. Even okay. the niggas well, that I'm so, cool so with, I've been all... competitive with. I've been competitive with Super my whole career. And that's my brother. <laughs> you okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, what, so let me ask you this. What question am I answering? Am I answering the problem with the uh, camaraderie or like what, what am I what am I answering? Because I want to okay. make sure I nail this, yo. Do you do you see okay, do you see a difference in the in, in the way, you know, as far as how people build their bonds and how those bonds exist and, and you know and exist in within the culture? Like have you seen a difference in how that moves era wise? Like is it different now as far as your experience as opposed to what it was in the nineties, early two thousands? I mean, um I'll say this right here, man. I'll say this. Uh when I was coming up, man. And I, I hate to keep going to this story, man. But um, when I was coming up, man, and um, you were, do you remember the era where if you was a beat maker, you was like a god? Right? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. You made beats. You was just, you was just the shit if you made beats. And so you know, I go to different studios, man, trying to learn tips and whatnot, man. And there was a point where. I didn't know how to chop break beats. I didn't even know that chopping break beats was a thing. I just thought that cats really knew how to EQ drums real good. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a I went to a studio one time, man, and um, it was this this big producer in the area. I'm not gonna say his name, but he was a big producer in the uh the Raleigh area at the time. Mm. And I I asked him, man, I said, "Damn, man, how do you get your drums like that, man? I, yo, your drums are crazy, bro, like." Your drums sound just like Rockefeller drums and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he slid me this Boss DR880. And I'm like, damn, I got the same drum machine at home, and I just can't get those sounds out of it. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, later on, you know, I went to another producer who wasn't as popular, and he showed me how to do it. And after that, I just started turning shit up. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. No doubt. But, um... At that point, it's like being being a, a producer was like a, you know, it was a commodity. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of cats were scared to get that knowledge away because they didn't want to, you know, 
have competition or whatever. You know what I'm True saying? That. That's real shit. But, but one thing I learned, man, one thing I learned is I learned early, man, that whatever energy you put out, it's going to come back to you. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Like, that's, that's why I've always been open. That's why you could always reach out to me. Eternal could always reach out to me. E, I mean, me and E done talk, man. He know what's good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. so it's like, it's like I always, I always kept myself open, you know, because I knew that one day I would need something. That's why to this day, I'm going to be honest with you, to this day, I can reach out to almost, you know, anybody, man. And if it's a money situation, like, it'll be a nice negotiation put in place and everything just because of the energy that I put out. But let me tell you Thanks. the flip side of that, though. Let me just mention the flip side of that real quick. What I hate, though, bro, what I hate is when I give somebody my resources and my energy, and then they they, they, they come up, they get them a buzz, they start making them a name and whatnot. And then oh, they I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> uh -uh. No, 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 not even that. Not even that. <laughs> they, start they start treating you like competition. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like, yeah. so it's like, it's like, it's like back in the day when they was trying to get with you. Whenever you release music and shit, they all on it. They sharing. They the first to comment. They, you know, what I'm saying like they, you know, they on it. But when you put out some shit now, they feel like it's interfering with whatever they have going on, and that ain't even the party. I'm still doing what I've been, you know, doing the whole time. Except no for doubt. some reason, for some reason, <laughs> you look at me as competition now. And, and that's that's weak to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just yeah. it doesn't make sense. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, man. I help you. You know, you don't owe me shit, but it's like, damn, I help you. You know, I help you build you a foundation and whatnot. And now you're gonna look at me like I'm, you know, like I'm competition. I gave you some oh, candy but not so. That's what they do. That's what they do. No but, doubt. But that's the thing. Okay, yeah, okay. right there. That's the only thing to put out right there, man. But can't help yeah. to your point though, like like you said, like and I wanted to commit you that, like you always been an open communicator and I always appreciated that about you. Absolutely, bro. Like, shit. True indeed. I mean, Eternal, what's your, have you had the same experience as far as I mean? Because I mean, I I know we all have to a degree because in the underground, we you know what I'm saying we build friendships, we share resources with people, and then some of them just so happen to unfortunately be those type of people. But I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, has that been your experience, or have you have you had a more a slightly more solid experience as far as the people you've had to do? Nah, man, my you know my my upbringing in the um you know in this professional biz was trial and error. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't getting taught. You know, the information out there like it is nowadays. So you know, cats I was trying to get under the tutelage of was either trying to had me just like, you know, I never looked at myself as just an artist. You know what I mean? I want to help build something, you know, from the ground up. So mm. I had one person, you know, acting like P. Diddy, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you just make the tracks and don't worry about all this stuff over here. I'm like, uh, nah, I can't do that, man. And then I had another brother, you know, uh, hustling me, you know what I mean? I'm like, dang, man, like, yo. These prices they sounded right, you know what I mean? I'm like, I, right. you know, so, you know, luckily able to do my trial and error, recognize real and recognize who was just trying to come up, and then I got, you know, with the likes of y'all brothers, and things changed, you know, but it didn't change who I was as a person, you know what I mean? I wasn't gonna move the same way 
I was treated because I know how I felt when I was, you know, treated like that, you know? So no the thing about, you know, giving opportunities and getting opportunities is, hey, you know, like I got my opportunities because not only I was, was I a solid individual, but I was putting the work in, you know what I mean? So, you know, the cats like the, the E's and the K Hills and the Sevens and the Cesars and, and the Desans, they're not going to give you an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, just because you're their mans, you know what I mean? You got to be their man, so to speak, or you, you know, like you got to at least make be making moves on your own out here and not trying to come up off somebody's shoulders, you know? So, um, I'm looking way, like, yo, you can be my mans, but. If I'm not if I'm not seeing that you actually trying to get at this and trying to go for this for real and you ain't got your foundation right, you ain't got your pro rights organization stuff together. And I'm I'm telling you, like, yo, this mm. is what you need to get it popping, you know, like this is the starting point, and you're not willing to do that, then nah, you know what I mean? You can be mad all you want. It's not happening. You know what? You know what's crazy? You saying that, and I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, the worst part in the world is when you get a game to somebody. And I know, like, this was this started off with the whole backpacker thing, but we hopped off of that quick because we did it, that conversation. And exactly the way <laughs> but, I but it's a part it, of it. It's a part of it, it, it Seven. Yeah, no doubt. But we did it in the way I knew real MCs would because, we, because you know what I'm saying, we all, we've seen it from every side of that argument. We've had to experience every side of that argument. But, like, okay, bust it. You said you give somebody resources, then they start viewing you as competition, and then – uh, Eternal said he was getting hustled, and then uh, me and Eve had numerous conversations about the way niggas move that he deal with. You know what I'm saying? That he's dealt with, oh. with that he deals with currently. So I mean, like, niggas is trash. Niggas, is, yeah, they, 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 I, I knew he was gonna say this. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say this. Niggas is trash, man. <laughs> but the worst shit to me is if 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 niggas see how you move, right? Okay, so niggas see how you move, and they 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 appreciate, they respect you for making the moves that you make, and they like, yo, you you really putting the work in. How did you do it? And you say, you know what? It's so real with us. We family. I'm getting ready to show you exactly how I did. It. I'm gonna show you exactly how I did this, and I'm gonna show you exactly what you need to do to set yourself up. And when you do that, to 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 profit from it. Here you go. This is how you do it. Sign up. Ask that BMI, whatever, whichever one you choose, do whichever one. Sign up, sign up for Sound Exchange. Do ABC, da 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 da. Uh, register your records with BDS. That that's not you know such a big thing now, but like back then, it, it's a lot of little things. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, all these are all the things you don't see when you look at a nigga up there on the stage rapping, and you think that's just what he do. It's a whole lot of other stuff that go into it. And then you tell a motherfucker, hey, make sure you register your songs with ASCAP because when you go to these venues and you perform these records that you created that you have the rights to, you can still make money from it even if the venue didn't pay. Yes, sir. That way, that way you're not yes, doing sir. that way you're not performing for free. You know what I'm saying? I like, that lesson late, right. bro. Very late. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. You know who turned yeah. me on to it? Shred turned me on to it. Shred, shout out to Shred the Verbal Tongue. He the one that turned me on to that. When he came to Greensboro to shine as the rock with me and uh, Remy, he was like, yo. Um, I was like, bro, look, this is, you know what I'm saying? I broke him off what he was supposed to get. And I was like, hey, I wish I could do more. He's like, yo, don't even worry about it, bro. I was like, he was like, Yo, let me put you on to something. And I ain't even ask him to the game. He just gave it to me. You know what I'm saying? Because Shred a real nigga. So salute to Shred. But um, hate it when you do all of that for a person and then you say, okay, boom, you got it? Yeah, I got it. Cool. And then nothing happens. But you know what that is? It separates <laughs> it separate the cash you. You give your time to and the cash you be like, all right. <laughs> you show Bingo. me exactly how you yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Bro, like that shit is so 
fucking crazy to me. And I'm like, dog, if a nigga give you the keys to the to the car outside and you live 30 miles away and they gave you the keys to a car and your destiny, your your objective is to get home and you know how to drive, why you ain't take the car? <laughs> I gave you the key. Why yeah. would you choose to walk if you ain't got to do it? And, and the, but the, the worst part of all is they're not even choosing to walk. They just sat right back down on the stoop. But okay, but on the flip it's, side, it's, it's like they didn't even walk halfway and stop. They, they never started to walk. Yeah. The farthest they got was you handing them the keys. And then they sat back down on the stoop. But on the flip side, though, you know what's beautiful? What's that? Is, is when you do give them that game and they come back, man. And when they come back, they, they come back, you know, bearing gifts. They come back to, to drive you this time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, indeed. Oh, indeed. That's indeed. what's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. That's what's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? So, and it happens, bro. It, it, it definitely happens. I've definitely seen uh, several situations where cats who I, you know, who I helped out came back on some 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 dope shit, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, on some, you know, Luke Skywalker going away, you know, coming back as, you know, as a Jedi and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no doubt. I, I've seen several situations. I've seen several situations, man. That that's why that's why I'm into helping like a lot of uh a lot of younger cats too, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, man, they got that energy, man, to you know, to go out there and get it and whatnot, man. Especially when they oh, had yeah. a, that we didn't have. And it just, you know, some of them come back, man, and be like, yo, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's beautiful, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, with, and let me ask you something, man. Let me yeah, ask it don't always man. have to be in the form of, you know, a collab or nothing like that, neither, man. It could be something oh, yeah. simple. You know, you ain't paying tonight, dog. You come on in. You know what I'm saying? You know, just That's shit like that. Shit. That's real shit. Yeah. Man, um, I expect to hear shit like that from y'all, most definitely. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Like, you love to see that because that, that lets you know that not only did that energy you put out, was it, not only was it received, but it was uh, it was actually put into motion, and it wasn't just stat static, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's the dope shit about what we do, and the way that we're able to spread it so easily. You yeah, man. It's, it's not but, but, Imagine but if we had the internet in the nineties, like this, social media and all this shit in the nineties. Think about it. Think about how different. Shit oh, would be right yo, now. it'd be it'd be nuts right now, dog. No, man. Yo. But I, I'll say this right here, though, man. My biggest thing is this. I need to learn how to, me personally, I need to learn how to spot an opportunist and, 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 and act on it. You know what I'm saying? Because I can spot an opportunist and, and still let it slide, dog. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you too good, and hopes man. That, All right, maybe they ain't good, like man. that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you too Spike good, is going off and whatnot, bro, like, I know this. I know this brother gonna be on some fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? No, Maybe no. not. Man, I'd be like, fuck this nigga. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. What are you doing? Yo, yo, I, yo. I need to learn how to act on the opportunities, bro. Like straight up and down the opportunities. I need to learn how to act on that, man. Like for real. You know, you know, definitely from a, a professional standpoint too. Not on no, you know, arrogant. You know, get the fuck out of here, or whatever. But you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, sometimes you just you you just need to you know you need to learn how to you know spot them 
and like really act on it, man. Instead of letting us slide and you know giving away your time and your energy and whatnot, man. Like for the real. funniest shit of all though is like I can only imagine Eternal and I'm and I and I don't even and I, like because Eternal has a very he has a very smooth way of speaking and he's a, he and he just appears to be the intellectual brother that he is. And I can only imagine that there's been times when his journey through this, that a motherfucker has taken that the wrong way and forgot he was from Brooklyn. Like, am I right? <laughs> oh, 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 I seen, I seen yeah. him in action, man. I seen him in action and it's been great every time, man. Yo, hit, yo, KL, you remember uh, first Cypher You Showcase with Homeboy? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I see him in action, bro. You gotta flip the switch, man. You know, <laughs> you know, presidents when they when they behind the over office, they they giving it up. You know what I mean? Ain't all yeah. no doubt. You know, <laughs> pancakes and, 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 and smoothies and whatnot. <laughs> you know what I'm like sometimes you gotta talk to them in a in a language they will understand. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like, yeah, man, like. Yeah, he'll go give it up one too. And, and you need to do it, big bro, because like there's a lesson that can be learned from that. You can just be like, yo, I see you. Don't no. ask <laughs> And they'll learn yeah. from that. They'll be thinking like, damn, you see me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm busted. <laughs> oh man. Nah, but hey, yo, saying, and K Hill like, got that voice too. K Hill got that voice too. So if he get if he get on your shit, cause you <laughs> like K, yeah, like do you have any idea like how powerful your voice is, brother? Just like your voice itself. When I watch you perform and I hear your voice come through the speaker, any person in that room who's not paying attention is either extremely drunk on a drug they should not be partaking in, or they're just dumb. That's the I'm only thing I can say, man. You, do you know how many? Do you know how many? Misunderstandings and mis misconstruments I done got into just because of my voice, bro. <laughs> I already know, bro. It's like so I be strong. I be mean, I be meaning well. I be coming from a good place and everything, bro. But just just because of the tone of my voice and shit, bro. Like motherfuckers, wrong way. This shit happened to me too. Join, I was just about to say, join the club, my nigga. I know it happened to y'all, y'all. I definitely know it happened yeah. to y'all. Oh, that's the story oh, of my man. life. That's the story of my life. Like, like I, I'm doing, I'm doing well to not get in, into more shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, doing very well. Oh, that's real talk. Uh, Yo, the funniest thing of all, I don't know if E has experienced a lot of this in California or not, but uh, especially up there in the Northwest, it's very passive aggressive. You know what I'm mm. saying? So when I came out here. And I hit the concrete, you know, you know, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know I hit the ground running. I'm trying to get into the ciphers. I'm trying to meet all the MCs, all the producers. I want to know what's popping. I don't want to, I'm not just here on no tourist shit. I'm moving here and I'm about to be a part of what's cracking. Let's get it in. So I'm out meeting motherfuckers and I'm realizing that niggas is like standing back and like their eyes is getting big when I'm talking. And, and I'm like, and then somebody pulled me to the side. I was like, yo, bro, like you mad aggressive. I'm like, nah. This is the way I talk. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? Like, I'm literally in a great mood right now. I'm entirely too high to be aggressive. Like, this is just me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's, that's what it is. It's some West Coast shit. It's amazing for these niggas to be so gangster, but the other side of that, my person is hypersensitive. I mean, hypersensitive. Like, they, they just sensitive to everything. I'm fucking around. I need somebody to be the East Coast, and I guarantee you that the first 10 to 15 minutes we talk about how sensitive these motherfuckers are out here. <laughs> Look, so I, I got a, I got a question for both of y'all. 
so 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 with the with the transplant, right? We're, we're both y'all, you know, venturing out into new, you know, oh yeah, new areas and whatnot, right? Yeah. Does does it feel like a recharge? You know what I'm saying? Do it feel like you know? Does it just feel like a recharge all over again, like like a a resurgence in your career and shit like that? Because you're going to somewhere now where nobody really knows you. Nobody knows your age. They don't know how long you've been right. rapping. Right, all right. that shit. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how right. is that for y'all? I mean, shit. I just got nominated for Best New Artist at the Seattle Sound Music Awards two years ago. And I'm wow. like, Best New Artist? That's funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, but that's but, so how do you feel about that, though? How do you feel about that? Um, I was, I was, okay. It's a, it's a double-edged sword of sorts because I really don't give a fuck about yeah, awards. But, um, but at the end of the day, it was good to know that it was recognized by people who, who aren't the ones who normally recognize it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm, I'm like, if I get nominated for an award in North Carolina, it, it'll be like, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I expect that. Cool. But for me to get nominated for an award for somewhere at the time, I had only been here for four years. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, I, and, I don't, and I don't have any ties to the, the quote-unquote infrastructure that they've started building here like i'm just trying to make my tracks doing it my own way so right that that was a big thing you know what i'm saying so i was like yeah that's cool you know it's dope that they recognize i feel real weird being nominated for best new artist but i'll take it cool whatever how, how does it feel to be in an area where they don't be where, where you ain't got cats a lot of cats being like yo what's good og you know blah 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 you know what i'm saying it's instead it's like yo what's up fam you know what you got tonight you know what i'm saying like how does that feel you know, I could tell you, I could tell you from over here seeing both of y'all, I could even see the change in y'all music, man. I mean, both of y'all always put out quality, but I could really see a difference with the material that you guys are putting out now as opposed to when you guys was here. Like I see I could, it. I could I could tell you what part of that is for me though. Part of that for me personally is um at a point, and I hate to even say it, at a point, holding the position that I was holding in North Carolina. And right. I, I ain't saying that like I was like the head nigga and no shit like that. But like as far right. as Winston-Salem hip hop was moving at that point in time. And of course, I was doing a lot of shit in Greensboro because that's family. We right next door to each other. So right. um, but as far as that go, like as far as Winston-Salem go, what nobody? If you ask a nigga, who the, who, who the nigga in Winston? Oh, AP and 7. It's them. Easy. Like you ain't even got to ask nobody else. That's it's them. You know what I'm saying? So with that being the case and then all of the shows we're throwing in Greensboro, at a point it started feeling oppressive. And to a degree, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, damn. And even if I wanted to step back right now and not do this for a minute, it's too many motherfuckers reaching, saying, hey, bro, I, I, you know, I know you're doing your thing. I'm trying to get on stage. What's good? You know what I'm saying? I'm sending my music. I'm emailing that. And I was like, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. At the same time, I got Sound Chamber coming up behind me, and I'm trying to show them the game and trying to inspire these niggas. To, if you say you want to rap, nigga, then come on, let's go fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? So at the same time, all that that's happening, and I'm trying to be a father, and I'm trying to... And have a job and I got you know all this other shit going on. And I'm like, yo, this shit is really getting oppressive to the point that I feel like all these people somewhere feel like I owe them something. And I don't. Mm -hmm. I owe you shit. So right. you know what? I'm gonna take myself out of the equation and see what you do without. <laughs> How about that? So and you know, it was between three different places. I was either gonna move to Philly, Jacksonville, or here. Word. And um, I, I went to Jacksonville, it was too fucking hot. So that wasn't gonna <laughs> work. Um <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I called my man in Philly. It wasn't even no point in me taking that trip. He was like, yo, this, this city is falling apart. Do not come here. You know what I'm saying? I was wow. Like, 
was like, okay, I got you. So then I came out here to see if it was going to be the move. I'm going to tell y'all some funny shit. I came out here and um, Trust One, who just produced Shoe With Stars too. of course, he did the original Shoe With Stars before I came out here. He was really my introduction to this music scene. So, like, I, I appreciate him for that. But right. I came out here to kind of test out the waters to see if I like it out here. And so he was in a beat battle at this place called Jazz Bones in Tacoma. So I go to the beat battle with Trust and, and a few of his people. And so we go outside afterwards and his brother says, yo, you trying to smoke? I'm like, word, let's do it. He pulls out the blunt and lights it. He passes it to me. I start hitting the blunt and then I look up and it's a fucking cop sitting on the corner across the street. And I said, oh shit. And I put the blunt behind my back and he looks at me all wide eyed. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, yo, the pig's right there. He was like, man, I don't give a fuck about that blunt if you don't smoke that shit. <laughs> like, I ain't know nothing about the whole legal weed or none of that shit at the time. I was just coming out here because, you know what I'm saying, I had worked with Trust. He was like, yeah, the music scene out here, cool, man. I think you'll dig it, da da da, da. So I wanted to see if this was going to be the move. Man, I was over there shaking in my boots with this blunt behind my back. This whole time, the cop don't give two fucks about this weed we smoking at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I met a lot of producers that night because it was a beat battle. But the song I did, DOA, I'm not sure if y'all heard it or not, but it's got the sample from the Friends theme song in it. Uh, uh, as the hook. Um, a dude that I met that night, uh, named, his name is Silas. He did that beat. I heard him play it at the beat battle that night. Before he left the club, I said, bro, I need that. I wrote down my email address and handed it to him. I need that. And I left. Two months later, the beat was in my inbox. So like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had the formatted and all that shit and got a bunch of other shit going on, but it was dope. And if you're asking if it's a recharge, absolutely. Because I'm getting influences from, from different sounds that I've never heard, ever. I've never heard this shit before. What is this? Oh, let me try that. Oh, well, let me take a piece of this and put it in what I'm doing. Or, right. hey, let me hop on a song with you because I want to feel that vibe with you. You know what I'm saying? But I never heard this before. Ever. Nowhere. So let's do it, please. And it's giving me whole a whole new life as far as I'm seeing. I, like when I approach writing a rhyme now, fucking with E2. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We finally made some music together. Put a brand new battery in my bag, yo. On everything. That Carter Newton, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. That joint crazy. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. That joint crazy. Mean, but yo, like seven, like, like I'm kind of the same boat. Like for me though, like I came out to compete. That was my biggest thing. I came out this bitch to compete. Cause I knew I can. You know what I'm saying? So from here, like a matter of fact, the difference between what I'm doing is what you are doing. Yo, you sounded crazy. So, so, so to me, that's like the there you go. The biggest thing. Oh, I, oh, y'all can hear me. Yeah, it, it kind of it, it went real oh, mumbly. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, my bad. Nah, I was saying like basically, man, like coming out here, it showed me different ways to do business. You know no what doubt. I'm so, so, so really incorporating that on top of like I said, me just wanting to compete because I know I can. You know, that's really what it was for me. Like th just that simple. Like I know I I know I should be held in a certain regard. Seven, I know you should be. K Hill, I know you should be. Eternal, I know you should be. You know what I mean? So it's like for me, it's like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with it with it in front of that. Facts. And, and you down there doing your fucking thing too. Like that. Yeah. Bro, you so that. Proud of you, bro. Hey, so I'm gonna ask y'all a funny question I'm, now. I met you um, in the Netherlands. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, okay. Look at this nigga having you know, hold on, hold on. 
having internationally known conversations and shit. You know what I'm saying, bro? It's crazy, yo. <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. I love it. Hey, yo. Okay, so check it. I'm going to ask y'all a weird question now because we've been talking all this originality and individuality and being who you are shit. But I'm going to tell you, uh, this is a question that I've never asked anybody on the pod before, but I'm going to ask y'all because I, I'm interested in seeing what your answers are. So, Eternal, yeah. I'm going to ask you first. If, if somebody never heard your music, but you know that they're a hip-hop head, uh, what three artists would you say that they probably listen to that would most put them in mind of what you do? Man, I get it all the time, man. Uh, Yasin, Bay, most mm. Def. Mm-hmm. I get, <laughs> I get Talib <clears throat> and I get Colin. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And I can see all of those. I can see I, every one of them. Yeah, I can see every one of those. And strangely enough, I can see all of those, but to me, you're not you're not any of them. You're just you. You know what I'm saying? But I can totally see why somebody who who may not be familiar with you or maybe hearing you for the first time, why they would say those people. Absolutely. I can see it. That's dope. <laughs> That's super dope. Shit. Three That's of the great who walk the planet. Yeah, you can't be mad at that. <laughs> I, I ain't mad at all. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, K, I mean, K, what about you? Now that I can imagine this was going to be a little different. But. You know what? Not really. Um, I get common, and I never understood that shit to <laughs> save my life. I get common, I get Chuck D, I get Nas. Ooh, Ooh Chuck D. Ooh, Chuck D, yeah. yes, indeed. I can totally <laughs> see that. I definitely yeah. Now I can see I can see the um the, the reason why I can see common is because to me both of y'all rhyme different. You know what I'm saying? When I say y'all rhyme different, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean y'all it's moments where y'all rap, like just rap. But it's something that y'all do within the framework of it's a, oh shit, I'm getting a phone call. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta and I can't answer this call right now. Sorry, I'm doing something. <laughs> but um yeah, the, like there, there's a um there's something different that y'all do at, at certain points of the verse where it's just you. It's all you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I, I can see that part of it. And also, of course, the subject matter. Um, But yeah, I can totally see Chuck D because the power of your voice is crazy. You bro, I love, bro, I love Public Enemy, yo. Oh, my God. I was just, I, I just having a conversation with, about Public Enemy with a guy that's like, I think he said he was 52 yesterday. He was having a conversation about B. Yeah. <laughs> Public Enemy? Always. I will always love it. Oh, man. Chuck D? Yeah, Bro. man. I, I've gotten it, though. I, I've definitely gotten that. You know, now, the I Nas like one to me is a little strange. The Nas one to me is a little strange. But only, but I, but not necessarily. It's a little right. strange, but not really. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. I don't think yeah, I it's... ever got that from you. I don't think I, I would have ever said Nas. That right. would have been the game I mean, it's, it's 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 certain it's certain influences that I uh that I definitely take from uh from all of them guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm no a big fan of uh, all of those guys, man. But I I came up in the Rock Kim Kane Modi era, man. Like that's yeah. I'm still like I'm kind of still there. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, as far as the newer guys, you know, you know Nas, Royce. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? I, I I love you know I love those guys man but I'm really like I'm really like eighty nine guy dog like that's that's just I love that era you know what I'm saying who flat top rule eighty nine hey yo I feel you on that hey what about you I mean I I I know who I think of but 
<laughs> what would you say? <laughs> he might be, he might still be having internationally known MC conversations over there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. That's what uh, cats miss nowadays. You know, no matter how things change, things always remain the same. Like, you got to get out in the streets and network, man. You know no what I'm saying? Like, the social media is cool, you know what I mean? But it ain't enough, you know? It's not, it's not, bro. It's really not, you know what I'm saying? With the way the algorithms work, even with having a ton of, quote-unquote, social media friends or followers, with the way the algorithms work, there's still a, an innumerable amount of people that you're not touching. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's why it's important to do exactly that. Get out of the street and network with people. Um, I hate to see a motherfucker come to the show, rock, and then just leave. Like, you ain't take the opportunity to network with nobody. You ain't take the opportunity to build your, you know, to build any type of rapport with the people who are going to be the ones that have to support your music. And who that, ends- to me, is just poor. Like, like, that's poor professionalism at its core. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, man! You can know. you can you can preach that one, bro. To you, blue in the face, cats still ain't gonna understand, man. They still ain't gonna understand the power of you know of what you just said. Like it, it's so important, man. It really is, dude. It's just you know to just stay back and build because you don't know who's in that audience, man. Thanks. You don't know who's in the audience. It, it could be, it could be a, a, a journalist of some big publication, man. It could be that DJ. Or that station that you've been trying to get on for the longest, man. Like, you just don't know who's in that audience, man. Facts. And that's why I I always say whether it's two, 200, or 2,000, it don't matter. If it's two people in there and you go in there and give a half-ass performance, you never know. Those two people standing in there could very well be the heads of this independent label that can change the trajectory of your career forever. And you decided to do a half-ass performance because it was two people in there. Um, Mm -hmm. That's crazy shit to me. Like, I don't, I'll never understand that there was a point in time where if you came to any show that we was at as Fallen Angels, and it wouldn't matter if there was 100 people in there, but 98 of them was at the bar while this guy who's opening the show and they never performed in his life was on stage. Me and AP was right up front, bobbing our heads. Right. Rocking. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yo, keep going, bro. I understand. Just keep going. You know what I'm saying? Because if we don't take the opportunity as quote unquote elder statesmen in this culture to influence the next generation to not give up on their dreams, where will that lead the culture in 10 years, 20 years? You know what I'm saying? We're going to be stuck listening to the music that came out right now because we didn't influence that 15 year old kid that really wanted to rap to keep going. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think we have a responsibility in that way. You know what I'm saying? Now I asked all y'all about y'all top fives when I interviewed y'all, interviewed y'all individually. So we're not going to do that again. <laughs> we're not gonna do that again but I, I did put, i put out a tweet today and I, i'm glad that my bro responded very quickly because he said exactly what i thought he was gonna say i put out a tweet today and said at this point in my career the only battle i'm really interested in seeing is fontaine superstition and um mm-hmm. and I, i'm like not even a battle as in y'all rap right now and battle each other just like let's play verse for verse throughout their career let's see who's that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because i know that people have their own uh you know, take on who's who's who in whatever you know state the culture may be in, but um, I don't know what y'all think. I mean, I I personally I know what my take on that is, and then superstition responded. It was like, man, at this point, me and Fonte battling uh married life and bills. We ain't even think about it. I'm like, yeah, right. I understand that. We respect everything y'all did for the culture. That's just my my hip hop wet dream right there. Literally, like I'd love to see that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this right here, man. Both of those brothers, man, 
have said a lot of shit, dog. Like Ooh. they have, they both have covered, you know, a lot of ground, man. And that's just that's just not that's just not one where I can pick one over the other. Because those brothers, even if they touch the same subject matter, they touched it from a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? And uh, no, I just I I, I would have to plead the fifth on that one, man. (laughs) Seriously, because, man, yo, both of those guys have said a lot, man. I'm such a troublemaker. I'm such a troublemaker. Yeah, yeah, you are, man. Because you know them guys cool, man. Like. I know, and that, and that was something that I said on the post too. Like I'm like, I know they homies, and it would be all love if it were to take place. But I mean, you know, and and I know we'll probably never see it. But this is just today. This is what I'm thinking about. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm hearing in my head all day long. Playing superstition nah, versus Ponte verse, superstition versus Ponte verse. And I definitely understand. I definitely understand where you was coming from with it, because it does make sense. Oh yeah. But to pick one over the other, man, like. Both of those guys, man, are like, like they they really they really chiseled the the story out, like whatever they whatever they say, you can see it so vividly, man. Like for real, you know. Fonte said a line, you know, because I ain't even gonna lie, bro. As an MC, as, especially with grown man, you know, content, I'm like, okay. yo, I I'm like, yo, I don't covered everything. Fuck that, yo. When he said the line about teaching your son how to tie a tie, I said, "We're done." I missed one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, "I'm like, damn, I didn't get that one right there. I didn't. I never touched that one right there. Like that, that shit is important, man. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that is important. That's why I say, man, you just can't. You don't know which way. You know, you don't know which way to go with that. Those guys have, they have really been open books, and they have really touched a lot on, you know different uh subject matters man even when it just came down to like barring out man oh yeah oh yeah those guys have some stuff man like for real so nah man i took i took my hat to both of them bro sure indeed eternal you gonna you gonna you gonna plead the fifth too <laughs> <laughs> i'm pleading the fifth bro <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey what's, what's the question i'm such a troublemaker i'm such a troublemaker you put me out there like that, man. Yeah, I mean, you can't go away, man. Yo, e, Yo, e, you, know, you know I'm a troublemaker, right? You know I'm a yeah. troublemaker, right? Yeah. Okay, hey, so today, you, so you today, people, man? So <laughs> today, I, today I tweeted out and I said, you know, at this point, the only battle I'm really interested in is Superstition and Fonte. That's the only thing I want to see. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, okay. then, you know, Super responded real fast and was like, yo, we ain't even think." I was like, yeah, I understand. I know y'all cool and y'all grown now and it's whatever. But I was like, my hip hop wet dream is to see you two go at it. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because y'all two are the most incredible pins I've ever heard. So, okay. so I mean, what's your, what's your take? That K-Hill and Eternal have both already played the fifth. Now, now this is what this is what I'm going to say. I'm not necessarily saying who do you think will win, but... Oh, I if, we, if, ain't that, talk, if, was, if we ain't talk about that, then what are we talking about? Okay, who you think will win? <laughs> Sue. I think Thank Sue you. takes that. Thank Ooh. you. Okay. I think Sue okay. takes that. I, I, I think, I think, I think what what end up separating them is is when Sue gets into his patterns and, and speeds it up. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I, I, I think what what will separate them and, and give Soup the edge is going into techniques. I feel that absolutely, and you know the funny thing is that was that was kind of my take too. Um, I was like, I think if it was just a straight up rap battle, super wins. 
Um, and it's not, and it's not to any knock to Fonte's lyricism. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just because it becomes more dynamic because of the way super raps. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. so I mean, but you, but at the end of the day, like I said, those, those both of those guys are two of the most remarkable pins I've ever heard, not just from North Carolina, but from anywhere. So, you know, what I'm saying much, much love, Tigolo, Fon Tigolo, superstition, yeah, I already know it ain't nothing yeah, but love. So that's that's no slight to Fonte at all. I just, I just, I just think content wise, they they'll be on a deeper plane. So I, I think that techniques them out. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now, if, there, if there's one person, if there's one person right now making music that you can say, okay, boom. If nothing else ever happened positively in, in regards to anything else, I want to do a song with this one person, and I think that 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 will be the pinnacle. That that would make it for me. Who, who would be that one person? Who would be that one person? Pinnacle. Yeah. Nice pinnacle. Thank you. Pinnacle. Okay. Okay, I like that. I like that answer. I can hear you and Nas on the record too. Actually, that that's dope. That's dope, though. especially in the bag that Nas is in right now that he's been in since fucking with Hit Boy. I could totally, yeah. I could totally, Woo. absolutely, yo, yeah, yo, absolutely. And, and and not even to be into the bad deep picking uh, urban myth. <laughs> I want to pick the beat. Oh, I don't want <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, because <laughs> I, I want to challenge him to come into my world. Facts. I see that. Okay. You know I see that. Man? I see that. Come come over here. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Get out get out of that comfort zone and come over here and fuck with, fuck with this raw shit. Yeah. I feel exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Let's let's get you back in that chamber. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Let's see. Let's see if we can get a let's see if we can get one more nasty Nas verse out you. Exactly. Oh, oh, we're gonna have one today because I'm, I'm gonna give you my verse first. Let's go. Oh, shit. put the gun to his head. I feel you. That's yeah, how you yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's how, how I feel these days. Like, like, nah, you know, like, hey, deal Yo, with that. Nah, nah, Nas haven't skipped the beat, bro. Nah, beat. Not at all. Not one. Not one. Son is on a run right now. He is going crazy right now. Like, it's goodness good. gracious. And, and it's good for the culture for Nas to be doing what he's doing right now because it, it it reinforces what we always keep saying to people. As long as you got the skill, keep going. Like, don't let nobody tell you you got to stop because you whatever. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing you. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, uh, in terms of one person, who would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I seen Bay. Most death. Mm. Oh, God. That'll be a monster record. Oh, my God. You got to let K. Hill do the beat for that. Oh, my Yo, God. With it, man. I'm still like, still trying to get a K Hill beat, man. I don't know. Well, I you're not. I'm right here, baby. <laughs> I got, I got, I got <laughs> one. I got one in the 30 years I know him. So you know. <laughs> that's on you, baby. That's on you. <laughs> he ain't lying. It is on me. It's on me. Like me, me and K was talking about doing an EP together like 15 years ago, and I, <laughs> and then every time I'd be like, "Yo, you know what? I should holler at K." Then I just jump on another highway and take off, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, I might have to come back to this." Well, <laughs> and this, and that's on me too. I got it. I got it. It's partially on me, but you know, I'll take I'll take 80. I'll take 80. Most definitely. So, K, what about you? Like, if it was one person you could either make a beat for, and see your in your situation is a little different. If it was one person you could make a beat for or do a collab with, you know, what I'm saying whether you did the beat or not, who would it be? Like straight up and down, bro. Yeah. Large professor, and I'm good. I'm done. I'm good. I'm done. That's dope. Bring a lot of I don't need nothing else, bro. Oh, so, that's dope, man. So if, one of y'all, if one of y'all get that before me, if one of y'all get that before me, 
like rock it, rock that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's all hey, bro. That's to me, bro. I'm gonna make a pledge to you right now. If I ever get in a position where I'm doing a record with Large Professor, you get in the verse on it. Hey, <laughs> hey bro, I'll you take get in the verse on it. I pledge that to you right now. Like Absolutely. after that, after that, I'm straight. I'm good. Like I don't need no 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 one else. I don't need nothing else. Like I'm straight, bro. Facts. Hell yeah, I feel that shit. Oh my goodness. But see, me and E answer was the same, so I ain't, I ain't really feel the need to get into mine. But you know what I'm saying. Um, now that that's like a pinnacle thing. But if it's but if it's now on the on a different note, if it's a current artist, one current artist that you that you would like to work with, whether it be somebody in the quote unquote underground like us, or somebody with a little more mainstream appeal, whatever the case may be, if there's one person that you could say, hey, me and this motherfucker right here are gonna make some fire, period. Uh, the turn I'll start with you this time, man. Cole, J. Cole, because I know I can hear that too. I can hear that. He's gonna push my pen and I'm gonna push it, you know what I mean? And we gonna rap. <laughs> I don't no even doubt. think we gonna rap and we gonna oh, get it, and it's gonna be dope. I can hear that too. Oh my goodness, Eternal and J. Cole, get out of here! Like, that's <laughs> oh, that's that crazy. That is crazy, bro. Oh, man. You know what? You actually shocked me with your answer. But, yeah, I can see that. Wow. Hell yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, what about you? When, like one current individual. Current, 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 current. I'm going to say uh, the kid, uh, Corday, yo. Yes. Yes. This would be YBN, but, you know, yeah, Corday, man. I think he's... Uh, I think he's really dope, man. I like him a lot. Talented you know, kid, and he's a real student of the game too. Did you, if y'all haven't heard, it, check out his um his interview with Nas on the Bridge Podcast. Um, yeah, Bridge Podcast. Is dope, bro. Oh, bridge no. Podcast is very dope. Yeah, yeah. I, and I like the funny thing. I, I gotta give a I gotta give a shout out real quick to the Bridge Podcast, Joe Budden Podcast, um, Drink Champs, like all of y'all part of the reason why I even do this shit, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> just seeing that there's there's a way as an MC that you would still give back to the culture without having that, you know what I'm saying, the mic on with a B running and, and spit Yo, ball. You know who pod, you know who podcast is crazy though? For real? Who that? What's my man name that uh I cannot think of his name right now, bro. The one that used to be knocking rappers out, yo, in battle. Math Hopper, 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 Hopper. Hopper, word up, salute the math Hopper. Oh. I, forgot, I don't know how I forgot that nigga. Oh my yo, god. Yo, bro. Yo, yeah. man. That cat had Rockwaller crying on that podcast, man. I, said, oh, I think Matt's, Matt's got the best podcast. I yeah, said, yo, I say you right. I say you right. Podcast, though. Yo, I yeah. said, I, yo, he, he got the award after that, man. Like, he be having cats pouring their heart out. I mean, Mike Geronimo did cry on Drink Champs, but this was a different one right here, man. That, yo. Mav's uh, pod is so dope. And, and one of the reasons why it's so dope is because, like you said, he gets people to talk about things that some other podcasters are even afraid to ask about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, or even the ones that do ask about it are doing it in a scandalous way, like they're trying to deal with some dirt or something. But he's just like, nah, just tell the story. Like, tell your story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, knows, and I can appreciate it. Yeah, he knows how to talk to people. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you look at the other. <laughs> Podcast, like, like you know, you talk to drink champs, it's a tough, and other people, this is wrong. It's a, it's a real fucked up world in the same boat, just getting shit out, saying how you say it. 
Whereas on Mad Hopper's podcast, it takes conversation. Like, you know, it, it is true barbershop style talk. Except, right. He, right. except, he's, except he's guiding it. He's guiding it. Like, the difference between his shit and LeBron's shit is LeBron's shit, they're still doing it. Like, they're being polite about it. Nah, they're giving it to you live. Like, yo, nigga, this ain't what the fuck it is. It's just, nigga. But if you think it ain't this shit, this thing in your mother ain't shit, I done. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, how, like how we used to hear it. You know what I, I think after LeBron retire, if the if the shot if, if his show still running after he retire, I think the whole mode gonna change. But right now he don't want to tarnish his uh, you know what I'm saying? Because he be having like they be tipping at real conversations, but then they don't go into, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean you know I mean I'm I'm just you know just like even even to how how they interact with each other is different. Yeah. You know it's all like, extra cool and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's so laid yeah. back. It's like. Like, come on, man. Does anybody have any stand up out of the chair energy in these conversations? Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. So, like, Matt, it's, it's a real discussion, and he's asking intelligent questions. Like, he's not a dumb brother at all. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. And, he, and, he, and he know how to ask the question to get the answer out of you, even, even when you give it in one word. Right. No doubt. Yeah. Hell yeah. He know how yeah. to pull it out of you without making it feel like you're digging at you. Yo, that's you know? and that's a skill, and that's something that yeah. I, that um that's why I listen to all of them because to me interviewing people is still a new thing. You know what I'm saying? I got it though, bro. You got it. You got still, it though. Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm trying to I, and I'm trying to do it. it in my own way without copying how they do shit. You know what I'm nah, saying? So, you nails it, bro. You nails it. You definitely nails yeah. it. Like for real. Thank you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Oh, wait a minute. I ain't nailing it right now. E, I ain't get your answer. What, man? <laughs> I, look, I thought I had ducked that, man. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I ducked that, man. What? But I, didn't laugh. I thought I ducked that. Yeah. So, so apparently. Yeah, apparently, no doubt. Man, it's between two people, man. I can't single it back. Uh, one would be Ransom. Thanks. Two would be Rock Mark. Ooh, okay. They coming, bro. Like your shit. Okay. Yo, 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 they coming. They coming. Okay. So, yo, that's crazy. Know, I, I believe that too. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm moving. I'm moving in that kind of direction. Like, and I'm aware of it. So, but like those two cats. You know what I'm saying? Like Ransom, Rock Mars. Yo, as much as I love to hear you and Ransom on the record, you and Rock Marcy sound like hip hop magic to me, bro. Like, Woo! oh my God, I might cry if I hear that song, yo. <laughs> I might oh, cry hearing that record, bro, on anything. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, but you know, you know what, what I, think, I, I think me and Rand will be ill if Rand, Rand puts that kind of pen that like, like this entendre game is nuts to me. True indeed, true and, indeed. And I, I wanna go there with it. I feel you, you know, I feel you. I wanna you. go there with it. Like, okay, let's, let's pull some bullshit out the sky and make that for me. I think I think with Rock Marcy it's the it's the vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's his whole vibe. And I'm like, yo, I'd I'd love to see you there. Just 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 for a joint, real quick. Just hop in there and hey, motherfucker. Hey, you know coming, yo, it's like, coming. I'm telling you. I already it's know. Coming, yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a, in my head, already yeah. is. Yes. Yeah, that, that's like that. Yeah. That's that's on. Now the crazy thing is the person that I thought he was gonna say. I, one of the one of the names I thought he was gonna say when he said between two people because I want to hear him do a song with this person is Benny the Butcher. I thought he was gonna say that too, real fast. I want to hear he do a song with Benny. Yeah, mm. I want to hear that. 
Um, I want to hear E do a song with Benny on the Alchemist beat. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. So you know what I'm saying? I, I want to hear that. I do and too. I want to hear I want to hear I want to hear K Hill. Actually, the funny thing about that is I actually want to hear you and Corday on a song together rapping. Whether you do the beat or not. Like I think y'all two rapping together would be powerful because his voice is not as his voice isn't as powerful as far as immediately grabbing the attention as yours is. But once you get into his wave, like his voice will grab you and bring you into the record. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Dope. He's yeah. he's really dope. And, he, and his lyrics are so crazy. Like, golly, man. Eternal? The fun, Okay. This is going to sound crazy. No, it might not sound that crazy. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I'd like to see Eternal. I want to hear Eternal on a record with like Locksmith. Like I think that'll be stupid. Wow, uh, I uh, think that'll be stupid, yo. Fox Smith too. That that can't be going, yo. Woo, going. You know, yo, he, yo, yo. Lock Smith got a chip on his shoulder, bro. Yeah, every track. <laughs> he got a chip, yo. He's he's mad, bro. He's he is pissed. very angry. Yes, yo, he's very angry. Got a chip oh on his God. shoulder, yo. And I think I think that'll bring something out of Eternal that I only hear. Like sporadically sometimes, and like because you have such an even kill, like you have you have emotion, you you know how to inflect emotion in your voice, but you have such an even kill that we could tell your personality is one that is pretty that you're pretty okay. Boom, I'm pretty even kill. You got to work to get me out of my element, but I think his aggressiveness will bring will bring another element out of you. You know what I'm saying? I think, and I, I think mean that's dope. Somebody. That's dope. But I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Eternal and most death would be a fucking classic, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's classic material all day. Yeah, that's classic. Like straight up and down, dog. That would be a classic, yo. I, I oh, hear yeah. that. I can hear that so crystal clear, yo. Like it's it makes so much sense and it, it makes all the sense in the world, yo. No doubt. That's he, he one of my heroes. He's like, yo, him and Biggie. You know, and my brother. Oh, I feel brother. it. Yeah, you're not gonna get to do a jam with Biggie, bro. But you know what? Yeah. yeah. But yo, I can hear that. That's I can hear stuff all day. Yeah, all, day. all day. You know, I think, I think I want to do. I think I want to do a record with Conway. I think that'll that would be, be a dope stupid. song. I think yeah, it'd be a dope song. <laughs> that'd be fire. I think me and Connor make something crazy. Like uh either that or um either him or uh who is who else was Oh, you know who I really want to do a song with? Like this nigga don't even rap no more, but like I want to do a song with Joe Budden, man. I want to do a song with Joey and get on some and get on some introspective dealing with my emotions shit. You know what I'm saying? Yo, like, man, Joe, yo, Joe was Joe was so intricate, man. You better be ready to pay 200 bars, dude. Yeah, yo. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You better be ready to rap for an hour fucking with that nigga, yo. Yo, that's crazy. Man, yo, listen, guys, we've been on this thing like almost two hours strong. And I, I, like, I, I ain't even done a pod this long in almost a year. But like, I'm glad we got a chance to chop it, man. I, I love hearing y'all insights on hip hop, on the culture, just on what it means to be an artist and the shit that we deal with. You know what I'm saying? Um, y'all are probably the three people Y'all three, y'all three of a of a small number of people outside of y'all three who I feel like when I see y'all it's certain aspects of my own journey in the game that I still still see and then like I see things in y'all where I want to be you know what I'm saying so it's like 
taking me back and, and inspiring me to move forward all at the same time. So um, I thank y'all so much for being who you are and for bringing what y'all bring to the, to the board as far as hip hop is concerned. And just as men, I, I respect all of y'all so much as men, like outside of, if, if y'all never rap or, or make a beat or whatever ever again, just as an individual, I respect and love y'all so much, man. Like this is, this has been so much fun, yo. And I and I know we started off with the, I really wanted to delve into the backpacker thing. I thought we was gonna like do a deep dive on that. And like a lot of what we talked about was still in relation to that, but but I feel like the conversation took the turn it was supposed to take. So um thank y'all so much for being here. Um again, before we check out, let everybody know where they can find y'all on social media. Uh K Hill first. Yo, man, find me at uh Achilles underscore Hill. Like pretty much anywhere instagram um find me at scored at ah on uh, twitter you know what i'm saying and um pretty much same thing on facebook man you know yeah um eternaldmc.com please hit the website because the algorithms are masterful right now they are making <laughs> you won't find anything us independent underground artists are putting up without dropping dollars on it. So, use it. <laughs> go ahead and hit up my website. Everything's there for you. And uh, I'm just honored to be chopping it up with y'all brothers, man. I'm proud of y'all's success. Seven, thank you for putting this all together. You know what I mean? I'm going to be listening back to this this podcast conversation, you know, on my way to work for, for a minute. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to hear this back. Like <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be very much uh this is gonna be my entertainment for the next couple of days. Listen, and, and by by the way, this is dropping tomorrow. So <laughs> just so y'all know, uh, it's dropping tomorrow. So yeah, I don't I don't waste no time. Y'all already know that. <laughs> y'all know I'll play around. Yo, we got it in, you know what I'm saying? E, where, how can they find you on, uh, on on the socials and all that good shit, my brother? Um, you can find me at E the Mad Assassin everywhere. That's E-T-H-E-M-A-D-A-S-S-A-S-S-I-N on every platform. However you need to find it is that. I'm accessible through my website, www.ethematassassin.com. And if you ever really need to find me, look up your mom's food pictures on Google. The nigga who took him, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> now y'all see why I love this nigga, yo. <laughs> yo, thank y'all so much for being here. Y'all make sure y'all check in with my people. Don't forget Hands of Stone by Eat a Mad Assassin out right now. Yes, sir. Um, you know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. My brother's Keeper by Eternal the MC. You know what I'm saying? The latest single is out now. You know what I mean? We out, we out here making moves, man. We out here doing what we do, not only for North Carolina, but for the hip-hop culture as, as a whole. So y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay locked in. And uh, Peanut Butter Whiskey, I know we talked about that. It dropped it dropped a little bit ago, but it was this year. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for everything new coming from K-Hill. Again, Absolutely. I'm your host, Seven the Panther. This Panther Politics. I catch y'all on the flip side, y'all. One.